Matt. Uh, starting on a really weak clap. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yikes, Thanks. Matt. Didn't Glad you to be take here. band in high school? Don't you know how to clap correctly? I do not. It's a warm <laughs> welcome. So so happy to be here. Well, you'll you'll Matt, recognize Matt from literally nowhere. He's never been on another piece of media unless you went to our high school. <laughs> but Matt's that, a bro, that is accurate. So it's okay. Then, Thank you, Grant. Then he would be well known, reprising his role as uh, uh, Q, I believe, right? Q. Yes, Q, you correct. Q, that is correct. You were trumpet player number one and trumpet player number two. Uh, <laughs> all, all consistent with my resume, yes. Yes. These are such old jokes that even our few listeners possibly might not get the references, which is awesome. What, your, what? your listenership is also going to be down about 25% this week because I probably won't listen. All you need to do is download it. Yeah, just download I it. don't actually download. I go off of your website. Typically what? To to. Oh my yes. god! <laughs> wow, amazing, right? Old school. Come on, download it already. We need the listenership here. Well, we probably actually do get counted on you the website gets... too. I would oh, assume. Because doesn't the website tabulate everything? Who knows? I don't know any of these things. Mark would know. Um, but yeah, amazing. Neat. Hmm. So, so what brings you to the podcast, Matt? Do you have something that you're sh- that you're uh, shilling? <laughs> Uh, you recently no, started was... MLM that you'd like to reach out to the audience for? No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, your widespread reach is where I will <laughs> gather people into my uh, my scheme. Mark, if we can't even plug our own crap, he can't plug his MLM. <laughs> Who knows? That's MLMs get works. some pretty weird. It's uh, not an MLM. Following. It's it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, it's it's a triangle shaped marketing scheme that will make lots of money it's more of a frustum than it is a pyramid (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's multiple people at the top (laughs) (laughs) two instead of just one there we go (laughs) well we have a we have a lot to do so we might as well get started no i don't think so no okay Grant. (laughs) i just wanted to tell a brief story about my saturday night um this past weekend so it was getting late, I was getting ready to get to bed, started laying down in bed, and then I started hearing gunshots. And I was like, well, dang. Like, I know I live in the vague Chicago area, but I haven't heard gunshots from my apartment before. And so it just got me thinking, like, have you? do you guys hear gunshots from your apartments ever? No. <laughs> now, no. <laughs> Back in school, the joke was always... Gunshot or firework. Okay. So, yeah. I never actually heard any first person, but uh, definitely had some friends who had firsthand accounts of shots in their relative vicinity. Okay. I was just curious. Granted, I'll follow this up with saying that I immediately noticed that I'd had an email warning me about these gunshots. Um, they were actually a test of a nearby, like, spot shooter or shooter spotter system whatever it's called where like it it's microphones that sense gunshots and triangulate the location for like police response and stuff mm. so Shot you heard spotter. gunshots and decided to check your email no i heard gunshots and remembered the email that i laughed about earlier in the week because i was sure, like sure. ah i'm gonna hear gunshots on saturday night that'll be a fun saturday night and then I forgot about it and was freaked out for like two seconds before I remembered. It's nice yeah. of them to keep you aware. Who who sends such an email? Who has your email that they could send this to you? So it was my like apartment complex or whatever sent mm-hmm. this email to us, which had been forwarded forwarded to them by the police department in the area. Gotcha. So. Sounds I can't like a, go on a shooting rampage because then they'll know where I am, apparently. Hmm. <laughs> Fascinating, Grant. <laughs> well, there squashes next Saturday night's plans. Yep. No shooting clay pigeons out on the highway. <laughs> uh, I wonder, like, what... Uh, 
what would set it off? Like if you just set off like a uh, mole bombs or something. I or fireworks. I've read a little bit about them and I think they've been brought up to like pretty decent specifications so they can spot or they can sense gunshots versus like fireworks or other exploding items Hmm. because an explosion traveling down a barrel is gonna make a distinct kind of sound signature of some sort you just have to have enough data to be able to pick out what that signature is i assume what about a mortar i think a lot of people in suburban illinois have mortars yeah, it is. That sounds like a likely situation. I just need to go to your local Walmart. True. I f- what to buy a gun? Oh no, a mortar. Or to buy mortars? Yeah. <laughs> Feel like it'd be easier to buy a gun than that, than mortars. I don't know. I don't know Illinois like fireworks laws. Should I ruin my Google search history and search how to find how to buy a mortar? <laughs> <laughs> Do it, Mark. Is that really gonna ruin your Google search history? Have you not uh, searched no. to, for worse things? Well, I guess this isn't actually that surprising, Grant. You you should be able to guess what the first thing that comes up is. What, like a Wisconsin fireworks site? No, the entire page is just buying mortars and pestles. <laughs> yes! Oh, by the way, I was, I'm in the market for a mortar and pestle because I used a really nice one at work, and I really want one for myself now. Are you sure you didn't already talk just about buy this? one? I haven't purchased one yet. Okay. But you could I, you could have mentioned that in your favorite kitchen utensil from from last episode. It was it was since we last We don't talk about previous episodes. It. And it, and it wasn't in <laughs> a right, kitchen situation. <laughs> yeah, we we don't think about last episodes, Matt. We pretend they don't exist. That's we tr- how perfect. we keep always moving forward. Here. That's our motto. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but. now can we go Grant? Sure. Yeah, let's go. Thanks. I'm leading things off, right? Yeah, man. I'm leading things off with your comic, which is, as I'm slowly (laughs) opening up the comic. Ah, Broomhilda by Russell Myers. So we have, as you can probably guess from the name, a comic related to brooms. It appears to be witch-based. And in the first scene of the comic, there are three beings on top of a broom. And the one in the middle of the broom is saying, aren't the air currents? The air currents are getting stronger throughout the anchor. The last person on the broom suddenly bonks off the back of the broom tethered to the broom by a long chain, bouncing upon the ground going bonk, 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 as the first two on the broom just travel along slightly less quickly. Wowza. Wowza. Yeah. I was going to do a good job tonight because we had a guest, and then I did that. So (laughs) that's a thing. Uh, So I, I guess either of you, I'll pose the question to either of you. Do you have a guess? You already talked about your, like, robotic vacuum, so I'm assuming that's not it. Um, Didn't even occur to me. (laughs) Because, like, some of those things can double as, like, a broom because they can go on hard surfaces, but... uh, Does that really count as doubling a a broom? (laughs) Or just being a vacuum? (laughs) On a hard surface? Well, like, they do the same job on a hard surface. They clean up schmutz. On a hard surface. Hmm. I'm not sure if schmutz is the right word to be used there. Schmutz? Yeah. Like crap on the ground. I don't know. Schmutz to me sounds like it's like vaguely moist. No, schmutz That's kind can... of the vibe that I was getting, Mark. Yeah. No, schmutz can be like dried up crap in the bottom of a can or something too. Like. It's... But why do you have that on your floor? <laughs> why do you just sweep up that? You know, also, like you what gotta... can? What things do you put in cans that are dry that you would just fall on the floor? This is a work thing. At work, we handle cans that have like dust and crap in the bottom of them, and so you got to tip them upside down and shake out the schmutz first. Because my manager is Jewish, and so he 
the first couple weeks, he kept saying schmutz to me. And now I say schmutz. Okay. Should I ask you why him being Jewish has anything to do with that? Because it's a Jewishy word. I don't know. <laughs> Every When I've started saying it recently, he's been like, what are you, a Jew? So I think it's a Jewish word. <sighs> I just wanted to hear what you would say. No, now I'm really concerned. About what? Schmutz, dirt, or similar unpleasant substance. I don't know why it's Jewish, but that helps me. Oh, it comes from Yiddish origins. Boom. Okay. So I'm not insensitive. That was a lovely diversion. That remains to be seen. Or at least slightly less insensitive. (laughs) Wow, I got real on the defensive there. I was real worried. So I was Mark, gonna say that's new territory for you guys. <laughs> Grant just being super racist in the beginning Politically of the episode. Is yeah, that something that your liberal arts education would have taught you to do? It the origins are correct. It's okay for me to say schmutz. All right. Well, no, no one was saying that it wasn't okay for you to say schmutz. Just in you general, just, <laughs> you were just insinuating. <laughs> That you're anti-Semitic. Yes, that's exactly what I was insinuating. (laughs) So, Mark, I assume you didn't choose this comic to try to insinuate that I'm anti-Semitic. No. Oh, that's really what I'm getting. You can see it in the bonks right there. (laughs) This is a bad episode. Can we start over? Never. Only once. We already used our one free start. (laughs) Didn't we just abandon that night, though? And Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, Mark, what the heck do you choose this comic for? So, uh, this comic to me feels like the perfect metaphor for a group project. <laughs> and yep. I was wondering what your guys' experience was with group projects, particularly in college. Because I think that, you know, in high school, we kind of all took similar classes and kind of got the same feel, but I'm curious what it ended up being like in college. Anytime you had to do group work. I want to hear Matt's answer first. Cause I feel like it'll be more similar to your personal experience. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll compare maybe two projects at the beginning and the end of my, uh, undergraduate experience. So, Freshman year, this is very accurate. You've got, instead of one person falling off the back, it's really three or four. uh, And then two stay on the broom and basically do the entire project. And everyone else just kind of bonks around and puts their name on the poster. And then uh, last year during senior design, our like capstone project, I think we were all, there was no one left on the broom. We just didn't really care and kind of submitted some junk <laughs> uh to be completely frank uh we we kind of half arsed it and uh yeah it came out on the other side just fine i don't know hmm. that do you, so did you feel like that uh like when you were working with people that i don't know i feel like the fresh let's focus on the freshman one because if senior year sure. you were all on the same yeah, let's just sort we of write this off. Page. Like we were all like fifth year seniors and we're very ready to be getting the heck out of Dodge. So Yeah. So freshman year, was it like people who just seemed lazy or incompetent? Or, like what what do you think it was? A little bit of both. So you you get those kids that are kind of spacey, maybe aren't quite cut out for a STEM major, still in the classes, and are or are just lazy and content to not really have a clue about what's going on because they don't need to. And, you know, the project eventually gets done and they get the same grade as everyone else usually. So, yeah. Hmm. Or maybe it's, they didn't know what was going on, but they were content to let others do the majority of the work. So maybe they were the smart ones. Yeah. Do you think that's always the hard thing? (laughs) Do you think that translates to the real world, Matt? Uh, hard to say. No, probably not. 
the lazy ones are smart enough to know to let the smart ones get everything actually done. Yeah, see, but that doesn't work in the professional world quite as well. Really? Not at my company, no. Okay. <laughs> no comment past that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're up next, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that my cue to give my? Take I, I think on that's this? your cue, bud. <laughs> I would say, in college, rather than my experiences being separated by like necessarily the beginning of college versus the end of college, it was more classes that were predominantly taken by non-majors versus classes predominantly taken by majors. So, like in my like my religion classes or my history classes or my like English writing type classes. I had in any sort of group projects that went on in those classes, it was definitively a different experience than my like chemistry or physics classes. I would say in like my classes in my major, everyone kind of at times there'd be people who'd be like kind of dragging behind being a bit of an anchor. But at the end of the day, like they would hop on the broom and help just enough. So the product was at least vaguely decent because I went to a small enough college that like, we knew we were going to have a class with this professor again. We knew we were going to have to face this professor again. So it was like, we all didn't want to look like an idiot. We were fine at times, like turning in work that wasn't great or turning it in like, right at the deadline type deals, but we didn't want to look like complete idiots versus like my non-major classes. I would say those were more like kind of the high school type things were like, uh, there was sometimes someone who like just didn't pull their own weight. And then, but Rather than high school where I feel like it was normally one or two people pulling all the weight, it was kind of the rest of the group was pulling the weight, trying to at least get something done that was good. Because I would say the average person cared at least somewhat. Um, So, yeah. I feel like there were normally only like one or two people at most who like were just anchors and didn't pull their weight. And normally they got it done. They just got it done in kind of a different time period or way than the rest of us wanted it to get done in. Like Hmm. if it was due at like noon, there was always someone who finished it at like 1153. Classic. That's not even cutting it close. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really close, but it, it's just enough because, like, the group had decided that they weren't the person who was going to submit it to the professor. So, like, it was just enough time for someone to do a quick read through and, like, make some minor edits of their work and then turn it in. So they had some some sense of, I want to be respectful to this group of people that I'm partnered with and agree to, like, w- or, like, go with what we agreed to rather than calling a full audible, but, like, also, I'm going to do it last minute. That was some real neat football lingo you just threw in there, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the Bears got trashed this week, so I got to throw in some of that football lingo. Always a good week. To, to bring, it, bring it back home here, because the Bears kind of suck, low-key. And who, the- was doing the, who was doing the thrashing? Good old Teddy Bridgewater. Woot, woot. Was he? I actually noticed that. Didn't yeah, know that. He actually was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So for all our Bears fans who are listeners, like, sorry your team sucks, guys. <laughs> well, what would be your ideal group to do a group project? Like if you could pick, let's say, two people to be in a group with you. Do you want people by name or by description of like the type of person they are? Let's say, uh, let's say well-known celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You you don't know what the project is yet. You just know that you have to do some sort of group project. Uh, I think that you can try and I think that you can pick celebrities that describe the personalities that you would like. 
Mm. This is hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna just start with I've one. I've got I've I, got two. If you got two, Matt, you can go. Otherwise, I'll just describe one and then do more thinking. All right, my two with in conjunction with myself on this group project, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> oh, you cheapskate! And Mr. Brad Pitt. <laughs> That I'm curious about. I think we've got every single angle covered. (laughs) Neil can provide the intellectual portion of the project when needed. I can uh, be the handler and intermediary between the two of them. And Brad can just provide the cool, uh, calm demeanor or the actor or the really anything you need him to because, you know, he can play anything. So uh, he's our marketing guy and uh, salesman all in one. All right. Do you want to expand on that? I haven't found out my second person yet. <laughs> I think I, I have one in a similar vein to Brad Pitt. I think I think the choice of an actor is really smart. Yeah. I'd go with Matt Damon. Yeah. Sure. Hmm. I, uh, I I just watched Oceans recently, and so okay. Clooney was the next guy that was in my mind. <laughs> I'd pick I'd pick like a Goodwill Hunting era Matt Damon. Sure, sure. He could pull off the kind of, you know, everyone's tough guy, but also smart. Like he, he can, he can play it off well. Definitely. Now I'm thinking about other good actors. Maybe, maybe this will spark Grant's imagination. I'm also thinking Christian Bale would be a really solid <laughs> choice. I, honestly, I don't think so. Only if it's you a semester-long so? project. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> See, so the first person that popped into my head is very different from... I would say there's still someone in entertainment, but it's James Corden, who I would describe as like a late-night comedian. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because I feel like both of you, by the fact of your reactions, don't know much about James Corden. Uh, very well, little. I mean, I, I was wondering why you were going with this, because everything I've heard is that he's just absolute awful to work with. Oh, I've I haven't heard any of that. So I'm just judging by the That's literally all uh, I've so heard. So maybe about we him. know more than you do. <laughs> the persona that he puts out. But I feel like he's the type of person who's down to look like an idiot and is totally okay with that if it serves the group product that he's putting forth that his name is attached to and he's okay with that and he'll like go to great lengths for that and he's also in the I would say entertainment business so he understands at least a good deal of the creativity to make a product that's appealing regardless of what that product is. Um, and I think that's important in group projects because I've had times where I've done a group project with, I would say very intelligent individuals and looking at it after the fact in the moment, we thought it was great because it explained everything we wanted to explain. It was super smart and intelligent sounding, but it, like looking back on it, it was so dry and miserable to consume whatever product it was, whether it was a poster, a presentation, a paper. It was just like miserable to read or whatever. And so I think you need to have someone who is, who has kind of that more, I would say, entertainment mindset, which I guess actor, whatever kind of fits into that. Um, but that's the first person. I still haven't figured out someone else to include. Um, I don't know. You guys got any thoughts about my choice and criticize it so that I can have more time to think about a second person or should we just move on here? I did criticize it, but we should probably move on. <laughs> that, that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm, I'm not going to figure this out before. We'll save you from yourself. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So Matt's comic is Fraz by Jeff Mallet. Uh, we have a teenager who I will assume is Fraz. Uh, he is sweeping and an older fellow holding a grocery bag. And the older guy says, bagging groceries used to be the classic first job. It was hard, honest work with direct customer feedback. Self-serve bagging is why the economy is a mess. And Fraz says, it's as good a theory as all the others. And the old man says, And I have only myself to blame for my smushed potato chips. 
as he opens up a bag of potato chips and little bits fall out. So. So. Matt, that's your cue. Yes, I know. Thank you, Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Since uh, grocery shopping seems to be a a big theme with you guys, (laughs) I wanted to talk about your checkout habits (laughs) yes i really do your checkout habits and your bagging habits at the grocery store and i i had a little bit of a run-in with that this weekend so uh i guess uh we'll see what what do you guys do first what's your practice you're just gonna leave us hanging (laughs) yes i am what a fool so Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna first pose a question so there's two types of places that I go to one where there are complete self-serve checkouts. So I am doing, I am the alpha and the Omega in this scenario. <laughs> I am doing it all a bit grandiose, but sure. <laughs> or there's the situation where there's someone. So I put my crap on a conveyor belt, they ring them up and then it's generally the combination of them and me doing all the begging together. Which Correct. situation do you want me to focus on here? Uh, which do you find yourself in more often? Oh, he stumped me, Mark. It's your time. <laughs> go, go. Tag team. Tag in. I refuse to help. <laughs> that was really not a t- oh, <laughs> tough question, bud. I just want to What, what came Mark to your to mind first? Well, I, I think in the spirit of the comic, focus on yourself, just bagging, because even before you were sort of co-bagging with someone else, you know, I don't know. I Focus on just bagging stuff yourself. That's my take. Okay. That's I reasonable. Would, I would say it goes vaguely from... It's, I use a metric that's a combination of density and fragility of my items. So the dentist densest and least fragile items obviously go on the bottoms of each bags and the less dense and more fragile items go up top. And it's important to take into account both things because like I don't necessarily want to put like glass containers filled with pasta sauce on the bottom of a bag where they're more likely to get like crushed with other things, especially if things start rolling around in my trunk on my way home. Wait, what? That's the opposite. I would put glass that's really solid and strong. I would put glass on the bottom and quite dense, I would I would argue. Yeah, but if it's in a safe place up top, it's better than on the bottom where it's gonna be clanging against my other dense solid things like metal cans and stuff when they're flying around my okay when it's flying around my trunk nothing matters all safety stuff you're a minnesota driver bud you're you're not you're not whipping it around you don't know me you haven't driven in a car that i've driven for a while you've been chicagoized i'm i'm officially an illinois licensed driver so you know nothing about me anymore Uh uh-oh um yeah hide your kids hide your wives yep (laughs) um it's a real deep cut Yeah. I would say maybe take an extra life insurance policy. It's getting wild. Okay. Other question. Follow-up question. What type of bags do you use? Reusable. Sorry, Mark. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Do you guys not use reusable bags? Why would you think that? Matt said, "Uh uh-oh, because I sighed because you swore. Oh, okay. Yes, very much. That was the sequence (laughs) of events. I misread that. Sorry. Yes, I also use reusable bags. Very good. As do I. Do you ever use non-reusable bags? Yes. Yeah. When I forget my reusable bag, because I have exactly one. <laughs> Ditto, except I have more than one. But, Mark, does your experience uh, uh, similar or different than Grant's? It's slightly different, partially because I never put groceries in my trunk. Um... So I don't need to be quite as careful, but I, I would say that it's a pretty apt description. The uh, the pain point that I always find with the density versus fragility is apples. I still can never decide uh, where I want yes. my apples to be because I don't really want them just slinging around on top because they're just as likely to get smushed 
or bruised flying around on the top of a bag as they are on the bottom. So that, that's really the Safely only issue in the that middle. I have. Between God, a bag sometimes. of rice and a bag of flour, of course. Well, I don't really buy flour, and I, yeah, I know. definitely I wouldn't just... buy flour. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say that's a pretty accurate description. Like I said, though, I only have one bag. I, I go grocery shopping once a week with my roommate. We each just have one bag, and we put everything in each of our bags, and that's been sufficient for me so far. But that does make me have to think a little bit about how I bag hmm very good yeah and and you do self-checkout oh yeah said, uh, if i have bag. a choice yeah yeah if you have okay. the choice so mark clearly said that he chooses self-checkout if he can matt do you do the same or if there's I a choose... choice of having a person do you do the person i used to choose to do the person that was about a year to a year and a half ago. And then I went through the self-checkout and realized that it was more convenient, faster, and done in a way that I liked better. So that has been the norm since. Okay. So. For you, for you, Matt, because I've gathered Mark's shopping habits of weekly, probably small trips, not getting many items. Do you mm-hmm. normally go, like, weekly getting just a couple items, like 20, 30 bucks or something? Of stuff, or do uh, yeah, you do bigger trips? It's less weekly. Frequently? It's okay. weekly. Um, it's probably a few more items than Mark does. I have three bags, which I, I guess here I'll go into my my habits now. I have three reusable bags which I bring, and I take them through the self checkout. I typically walk to the grocery store, and so I try to distribute weight evenly between. Mm-hmm. two to one. So I have two smaller bags and one larger bag, and I try to make the two smaller bags weigh about the same as the one larger one so that I don't have to, like, try swapping them back and forth while I'm walking home. Yeah. And I really don't care about fragility. Uh, yeah, because you long as nothing, the, yeah. As long as the eggs <laughs> don't crack on the way home, I'm really okay. <laughs> I don't really care if my bread gets mashed a little bit or... You know, I don't really buy chips, so those don't get crushed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's very much a a weight-driven thing. Okay. Uh, Sometimes temperature also, Mm. cold with cold. Oh, I totally glossed over that. Good point. Yes. So the uh, debacle of the weekend, I went to a different grocery store that I had driven to, and I did bring my bags, but I left them in the car and I realized this with a cart full of groceries and wasn't going to go get them. So I went through the normal no. thing. Yeah, I know. It's a terrible. I I also could use some plastic bags. So, you know, we stocked yeah. up a few. It'll last me the next couple months. Anyways, the lady who, the attendant to the self-checkout, because, you know, there's always someone who's got to watch over. Mm-hmm. She was just trying to be nice, but she managed to piss me off. in the process (laughs) she like i had finished everything was scanned and bagged and i was like going to pay she tried to upsell me some like candy which was really odd you know they've always got what like the candy in the aisle and i've never had this experience in a self-checkout but she's like oh this candy is blah for blah and i was like no thanks (laughs) maybe she's in the halloween spirit yes exactly uh, she was she was very pleasant, very nice lady, but then started taking the the bags, the fully like bagged groceries and putting them into my cart. Oh, but no. in the process, double bagged them all. And I was like, now I have twice as many bags. Like the goal of me bringing my own typically is to not have an accumulation of plastic bags in my apartment because I'm not going to throw them away because I'm moderately environmentally conscious, but kind of not really. It's more just the cluster that I don't want in in my space Mm -hmm. and so she double bags them all and I was like lady these are not even remotely close to heavy enough to warrant such an action (laughs) (laughs) please please leave me be I'm in the self checkout line to check myself out (laughs) and uh, so I I stewed in the car a little bit it was a a very unfortunate situation to find myself in I can just see you like you turn your key just enough to get the radio on and just have like some grunge metal playing as you're just like yes. <laughs> <laughs> stupid ladies. 
staring at your plastic bags, really annoyed, wondering if you should just undouble bag them and walk them back in. <laughs> that would have been a that's power an accurate move. depiction. <laughs> yeah, that actually, I think that is the right the right move. Is next time you undouble bag it and bring the bags back in. <laughs> But only after you've gotten them out to your car. You can't just Oh like, no, I was going to say I was going to say you just maintain eye contact with her and undouble bag them and put the bags back on the rack while Nicely you're staring place her, them and back on just, the rack. <laughs> and then you just walk out without breaking eye contact. Maybe that's even more of a power move. Do it in the store. It is. As long as you do put them back correctly. How do you put them back correctly though? Well, don't just like leave them on the ground is what I mean because then you're just being oh. a jerk. <laughs> okay, so not necessarily like in the original like rack, but in the area or what? You can put a bag back on the bag holder. Toss them back on the rack. Mark, you've clearly never tried to put a bag back on the bag holder in the holes that the bag came off the bag. Hey man, holder. I worked at Target for like think. a year. <laughs> no bull crap! It's so hard once Which it's part? open <laughs> and like all destroyed. I think you're using bags wrong there. I think oh, you just no. lack the fine motor skills that your or dear that. friend Mark has. Once you've ripped it in half, it's hard to that. find the right like place to put it back. Well, if you're ripping a bag in half, you're not using it right. <laughs> Shucks, Mark. <laughs> I definitely didn't say that to allow you to have that comment. <sighs> that's, about, that's about what I had. That was... I gotta say, Matt, solid comic for the first yeah. time on the podcast. You've done Thank your you. research well. Thank you very well. much. That I was, really have. I really have. That was good. That was better than we do most weeks. <laughs> hey, don't don't give him that much. You don't need to self-deprecate. We're fine. Okay, that was. Better we don't than need Mark you, Matt. Most weeks, <laughs> I can live up to that level, but Mark can't. See, I'm not self-deprecating anymore. That hurts. That really hurts. Yep, Let's Mark continue. is definitely the weak link in this uh, podcast. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you suck. You told me not to that has, deprecate. That has so been 100%. All of those jokes are gone. That has been my experience with all of the episodes that I have listened to. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have Grant edit this week. Mark, Mark, n- ah, I'm in a real hard spot right here. I'm not allowed to self-deprecate, but I'm trying to... We'll just move on. There's a difference between you, you can you cannot be self-deprecative while also complimenting someone else. It's entirely possible. <laughs> Mark, you do a great job. Thank you. Did that right. fit? Yep, good job. You, you you saved that one real real <laughs> clean. Because if I I'm gonna ever, I, I'm gonna I save that snippet week. and play it all over uh, as I fall asleep tonight. Good, good. <laughs> we can both have an episode released this week, and Mark can be happy. Because <laughs> if I was editing, the episode would be released like in December. Let's be honest. <laughs> the first time I ever edited an episode of OHAC, it took me seven and a half hours. That's impressive, honestly. Having listened Yikes. to OHAC, <laughs> I can imagine. Ugh. All right, a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah. Let's keep it. Okay. Let's keep it cruising. Keep her moving. Whose comic is this? Grant's, I believe? Yeah. Grant has brought Cornered by Mike Baldwin. We see a couple in, probably a couple in what looks to be their bedroom. They appear to be getting ready, perhaps for a night out. The woman looks over at her husband and asks, Do I look fat? And the husband, without uh, breaking his action of tying his tie not even looking at his wife, uh, responds, do I look stupid? The comic is titled Stalemate. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Pretty nice. So the question I'm going to pose for you tonight are relates to the value of doing stupid things. You have a lot of experience in this area, don't you? As a fact of the matter, or as a matter of fact, (laughs) whatever. Yes, I do. I would say I do. I do plenty of stupid things. And I feel like we have a, I don't know, maybe a good range of stupid things doing on this podcast tonight with an extra person. 
And so I want to hear the varied opinions. Do you find any value coming to your life from things that you would do that in the moment you probably thought, well, this might have been a stupid thing to do, but I'm still going to do it. And then looking back, do you think you got any value out of those situations? We'll start with Matt because I'm sure Mark's answer is, I don't do stupid things. So, Matt? I'm trying to wrap my head around your question and provide a I can buy time a by legitimate, giving a story. A legitimate answer. I can also provide time by just doing what you'd normally do and, and spitball talk. Yeah, that's do you want to do that or do you want <laughs> do you want me to buy you time? Do you want no, do you want right. to audition for Grant's role? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mark. Oh, I thought that's what this episode was. <laughs> Shut up. That's right, we're just playing we're playing King of the Hill podcast style. Oh, uh, definitely. Next week, Comical Start, brought to you by Matt and Grant. Or Matt and Mark. Well, whatever. <laughs> that would be a real Thanks, twist. <laughs> that would be a bad twist. No offense. <laughs> Comical Start is now under new ownership. Matt hosts the podcast with himself. <laughs> yeah, probably better. Uh, I, I don't think... Usually I don't think, oh, wow, this is going to be really stupid and then continue to pursue said action. I know in college I would often tell myself, hey, you don't need to study so much. Go and do something stupid. That was not necessarily with an immediate choice directly in front of me, but that was kind of like a, you should have live your college experience, I would say. And so that includes things that may not always be of the highest, uh, you know, intelligence. But uh, so, so yes, in a way, uh, I don't have a specific example for you, though. So do you think that those experiences where you maybe you didn't necessarily think in the moment of, oh, this is a stupid thing to do, but it wasn't something that you definitively thought about as being smart. Do you think those brought you value? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you don't remember the the smart things you did in college. You remember the stupid things you did in college, and that's what's fun. I I made it here. I'm not too much worse for wear, so couldn't have been that bad, right? Yeah. So, Mark, you do many stupid things. (laughs) When I was younger, I'm sure I did. So this this is the thing. I, I definitely cannot think of a situation where I thought to myself, kind of how Matt said, wow, this is a dumb thing that I'm about to consciously embark on. <laughs> uh, that's not really my style. There have been times where you kind of think either you're kind of, you know, you're kind of wound up or you're with someone and you kind of trick yourself into thinking that something is a funny or good idea and then the two seconds after begins you're like oh this was dumb but do it now <laughs> you know like that stuff happens and considering i've survived thus far uh i don't i can't think of any specific ones that i would regret i'm sure that they all had some benefit whether it was getting caught and learning from that or uh just kind of getting outside of my comfort zone mm-hmm. like some really low stake ones are just I never really went on roller coasters as a little kid. They scared the hell out of me. And (gasps) I had to. I'm the censor. I get to choose. (laughs) Whatever. Um, And the first roller coaster that I went on, I was on a mission trip. uh, And we went to some amusement park. We had a free night. And I was on this trip with my older sister. And she and a bunch of her friends uh, peer pressured and or bullied me into getting on a roller coaster with them. And it was one of those kind of roller coasters where it's a it's a square arrangement of seats. You're all kind of in a corner facing each other and the whole thing spins around as you're going. So I ended up being uh, on the first uh, slope going down, ended up being backwards, which wasn't great. You know, and I felt that it was just, this was terrible, just everything. It wasn't necessarily my fault, but the whole thing was terrible. And I survived, and I wasn't necessarily happy. But since that point, I still don't super enjoy roller coasters. But, like, when I've gone to Disneyland or something, I can go on rides. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm mostly fine 
and we'll go on most of them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one thing. It's it like like I said, really low stakes, but I still kind of count it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That was a good oh, no. example, Mark. Uh, I have another good one that just occurred to me. For a long time in my front yard, I would hit t-balls. Just like, you know, the kind of soft baseballs. Mm-hmm. And I'd be out in my front yard and just like throw the ball up, hit it, go retrieve it, repeat. Back when I was small enough that I would never actually hit it far enough to do any damage. And one day, I, I, was, I think I was with a couple of friends, and I hit one, and it's big fly ball and it's gonna land in the street and out of nowhere a car comes whipping around the corner and just hits right on the top of the car uh so that was, that was scary uh we we ran into our backyard and it was probably a number of months before i attempted doing it again yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah there's definitely a lot more stuff when i was younger so Grant, you should enlighten us on uh, your your <laughs> stupid uh, whatever you did. So the example that I had prepared for the episode um, was, I'll preface it with it's it's a situation that like going into it, I know is a dumb thing to do. I like knew it was going to make me look dumb, probably, but I went into it with I guess. It's something that I would describe as an experience of calculated stupid. I knew that it wasn't necessarily a smart thing to do. I knew that it was going to make me look stupid. But I knew that, like, if I decided, like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore, I could get out of it at kind of a moment's notice. Not necessarily a moment's notice, but in college, my senior year of college, um, as a result of kind of a long-running bet with a friend of mine, I decided to dye my hair I would say pastel pink, um, which was, yeah, it was a pretty bad decision. Didn't look good. Probably looked pretty dumb, but like, I would still say like looking back on it, it was a super fun experience and something that I had a lot of laughs over. Um, and so I think the value of said experience was kind of the, it pushed me out of my comfort zone. It taught me a lot about like how people perceive me and how my physical appearance affects how people perceive me. And so I think I got a lot of, out of the experience. There were definitely many negative points of the experience of people that I knew and cared about like telling me straight up to the, my face like, you look stupid, why'd you do that? And stuff like that. But... I always had the out of knowing that it was like it was a temporary hair dye that if I really wanted to get out of the experience, I could stand in the shower for an hour and wash my hair and it would be gone. Um, and I'd be no worse for wear other than whatever negative comment someone made towards me. So I would say like that was like in my college days, it was I would say like calculated stupid, but it was very fun and very valuable and I think I got a useful experience out of it that like helped inform my opinion of the world so that's what I came into this comic thinking about and that was going to be my example if you guys needed me to stall for time but you guys had I don't know I think good thoughts so this speaks to the difference between you and I Grant yes it does and that's why I brought it up with I, I have something specific to say what about it is that you say, oh, the dumb thing that I consciously did was dye my hair pink. And I would say the dumb thing that you did was accept a bet however many years prior to dye your hair pink. (laughs) Whatever, Mark. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yes, I guess. But it was also, it was a part of a bet that like I knew that no one would ever hold me to. No one was yes, gonna... clearly, clearly your foreknowledge was excellent. Yeah, because it was part of a bet that I fulfilled my part of said bet and the second part of the bet was never fulfilled by the well, other person. you didn't person. give us that information. So, yeah, Mark, back off. I win. Not to inflate his ego anymore, but I think I'm going to side with Grant just a little bit on this one. <laughs> that It's a really harmless thing. Fun joke from college. 
maybe some good pictures. There better be some good pictures. If there uh, isn't, that was a waste. There's bad pictures. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not saying that him, I'm not saying that him doing it was like, I'm not saying that I am upset that he did it or anything. Not. I'm not, sure. I'm, I'm just saying that if we're talking about a, a thing that you, the thing that happened yeah. was not the hair dying, it was the bet. So you're saying the fair, the calculated stupid was even entering into said bet, not the yes. participation in it. Okay. Yes. I can, and then, I can and appreciate then, that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. You, okay. you can dye your hair whatever you want. That's fine. I don't have to look at you. True. <laughs> Mark, this is this is uh, something that I just thought of. Do you remember when a certain Aiden, and I believe it was seventh grade, shaved one of his eyebrows off? <gasps> no. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. In in one brow. Yeah. 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 Do I know this Aiden? Uh, I'm maybe sure if he would. It's. Matt, is it not the first one that I think of, but the second one? <laughs> Likely, yes. Okay. But I, I don't know. I feel like I never saw this Aiden after middle school. Agreed. I, I don't think I did either. Hmm. We had someone at camp who shaved their eyebrows. <laughs> but that was for a fundraiser, so... Is that is that better? I mean, no. I guess charity, but no. Yeah. I think it's better. Eyebrows are an important part of looking like a person, <laughs> and they grow back slowly. Mm-hmm. You can just draw them in the t- time being, right? No, you got to get microblading before you take them off, and then you're fine. Have you done this before? <laughs> No! <laughs> Grant. I don't have microbladed eyebrows. Don't worry. My eyebrow game is super weak. I wouldn't pay for microblading. There's so many other improvements that I could make first. 